Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back, Julie. It is May the 13th, and I have a confession. What's that? Well, it seems that I got your notes out of order for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> and now we have to I go... I confused you because I was ahead. <laughs> you did. And so now we have to go back and we have to do Principle of Success 13, 14, and 15, but fortunately, these are very succinct points. So to finish up the series on Napoleon Hill's 17 Success Principles, Indeed. we are now filling in the gap that I unfortunately left in our presentation yesterday when I skipped ahead. But before we get to point number 13, I want to remind all of you, it's not too late for you guys to download your real estate treasure map. And all you have to do to do that is just text 2021 to 47372. You hear us talking about the treasure map every single day. It's that important. The treasure map is your fill-in-the-blank business business and life plan. This is the actual thing that you need to complete so that you can have a, a assured direction forward and you're not essentially feeling the unnecessary sense of dread and stress that accompanies so many real estate agents in their careers. Once you actually have a plan and you know you know what you're doing, not just every single day because that's part of your plan, but you're creating a schedule, you're creating a financial plan, you're creating a 12-month plan, you're creating a lead generation plan. This is the fill-in-the-blank business plan that you will once you have completed it, you're going to have a really a fantastic sense of direction and frankly, a sense of security knowing that you're headed in the right direction. It's free. Let us give it to you. Just text 2021 to 47372. Text 2021 to 47372. And yes, of course, we're still including Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate, which is Napoleon Hill's public domain version of Think and Grow Rich. That is, of course, included when you text 2021 to 47372. So Julie Harris, let's take a step back in time. (laughs) (laughs) And let's do success principle, principle of success number 13. Yes, which is called learning from adversity and defeat. Napoleon Hill wrote, we, cho- we choose whether challenges and adversity are stepping stones or stumbling blocks in our path to success. Experiencing defeat is inevitable. Accepting it or mastering it is up to you. And I thought of a Winston Churchill quote, actually. He said, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And, and then I thought of your quote, adopt the, it's too soon to tell mindset for both setbacks and victories. And that's something you can apply so many times all day long in not just your business life, but your personal life too. Well, let me just interject. Obviously, this is a good place to kind of let people know how the reason it's really a great mindset to have when you say it's too soon to tell. Because if you, if you feel... Uh, deeply emotionally scarred when you have any sense of rejection, what's going to happen is that's going to manifest in you're going to start building negative momentum. And so if you um, experience too much jubilation when you have a success, that's going to actually cause you to have similar results. It's interesting that if you overly celebrate or you know overly celebrate successes or overly wallow in defeats, that actually wears your uh, essentially you're burning the candle at both ends emotionally. You're spending too much energy. Whereas the smartest thing to do is actually just tell yourself when you have a really great success, appreciate it. 
you know, but tell yourself it's too soon to sell, uh, tell. In other words, it's too soon to tell. That's just a way of basically calming the nerves and keeping you from climbing, you know, Mount Everest of emotions and overly celebrating. Because the problem is, is if you have this great victory and then you finally sold the unsellable house, you finally got your buyer in contract and then something happens. And this was the greatest thing ever. You're telling everyone you're popping champagne corks everywhere you go. And then something else happens, the deal falls. So if you put yourself on this huge emotional pedestal and something then uh, causes that, you know, pedestal to be knocked out from underneath you, obviously you're going to hit the floor really hard. So that's the reason it's always best to adopt the mindset of it's too soon to tell, especially on the failures. And I'll sell, I'll share this with you guys too. It's never no, it's just no, not right now. So when you hear no from somebody and you better be hearing no, or you're not doing your job, by the way, I know many of you don't hear no, except from maybe your spouse, or if you have a kid like Zoe, your kids, you know, but you know, or your dog, when you ask your dog to come closer and he just looks at you, right? Like he doesn't understand you, you know, that's a form of rejection, but that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is hearing rejection, hearing the, uh, you know, putting yourself in a position to possibly hear the word no from decision-making adults who have a home to sell. When you've actually put yourself in a position to hear the word no, uh, you're actually doing your job. And most people will avoid the even remotest sense of uh, you know any possible uh, rejection. They'll avoid it like the plague. And that's the reason so many agents are attracted to passive activities. So remember, if you when you do muster the uh, you know frankly the the business maturity and the emotional strength to start actually being your best the best version of yourself as a real estate professional and you start actually doing the real work of real estate and you do hear the occasional no just tell yourself in your mind it's not really no it's just no not right now and that's the truth a fizbo might say no to you but a week later two minutes later sure. they might say yes and that's the way to think about it. That's the way you keep your emotions between the lines. That's a great segue to this next little point. Apply this philosophy to your own mindset, but also as an example to your clients and prospects. And I had three little samples of that, and you just rattled off some. For example, the client who lost out on what they thought was the house of their dreams, only to find a better one the following week. It is so. You see, it was too soon to tell. I mean, I remember when Julie and I, when you and I were selling real estate, that happened all the time. All the time. Yeah, and the buyer wanted to basically jump off a tall building because they didn't get a house, and like the next day, you show them a house that's a little bit less, that's ten times better. Exactly. It's it happens weird. All the time. It does. Uh, let's see the listing who wants to be ten thousand dollars higher than the last comp, and you end up actually getting that. Now, normally, I would never use that example. No. Okay? It just does make my teeth itch to say that. But I have seen some examples of agents that kind of overdo the pricing thing. Oh, I walked away from a listing because I couldn't get my price. And then they get pissed because it was a, looked a little bit overpriced, but because of the market today, they actually got it. So be careful. Well, it's well, too soon to tell within reason. I sent you an article. What was it? Houses and what market was it? That were selling, some of them are selling for a million over a list price. Yeah. A million. I know. Oh my gosh, right? Right. So, you know, it's too soon to tell. Well, right? but just let's just yeah. make sure we don't get, move off that topic yeah. too fast, right? Because then mm -hmm. my teeth will start itching because I feel like we've left some yeah, yeah. information on the table. Do not go to the mat with your sellers to price homes. Take the listings in this market, even if it's overpriced. But if it's really, really overpriced, tell the seller this. This is your script, listeners. Yeah. Mr. Seller, listen, I appreciate the fact of why, the, you know, even though the, the market tells us, it's not your damn CMA, don't say it, why the market tells us yeah. the house is worth 750 or 350 or 
or 250 or 2.5 million or 25 million that just don't get stuck here. I appreciate the fact, you know, that even though the market is telling us the house is worth this, that you feel your house is worth, you know, 850. So here, let's do this. Let's get the property listed because in a market like this, Mr. Seller, it very well might sell for 850. But let's agree that after two weeks or 10 showings, whichever comes first, if we don't have a written verified offer on the property that we agree to, now don't say you agree because that's confrontational, that we agree to reposition the house in the market so that it correctly reflects the market's expectations. I didn't say lower the price. You guys, it's all about knowing what to say and how to say it. That's what we teach you in our coaching program. Use the word adjust, not cut, slash, or drop. Those are panic-inducing. Okay. Uh, but that's a great script. Or, or homicide-inducing from the seller. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that script also is part of our premier coaching. Right. Okay. So uh, my last, well, one of the examples was, how about this? The inspection report that you think is going to kill the deal, and you freak out about it. And in fact, the clients really didn't care that much about it. They kind of expected it because it was an older house. Right. Too soon to tell. Don't put your expectations out there. Don't create objections where there aren't any. Right. I mean, remember when people actually had their conti- were able to throw a home sale <laughs> contingency, contingency on an inspection? I know. Now there's no more contingency inspections. Pretty much not. You know, I just thought of something. What? What happened to all the home inspectors? I know. Yeah, this. I'm sure there's there's some kind of uh, saving act for them. Or yeah, something. something. Something's coming. Yeah. So go ahead. Uh, okay. This so this is a really good point. Don't jump over that one. Yes. Okay. So use stories to remove ego, both yours and theirs, when you're giving examples of it's too soon to tell to your clients. So take for example the buyer that thought they lost out on the house of their dreams. Well, this is just like the time that I was working with Bob and Sally. You know, mm-hmm. they're in the neighborhood here. And they had the same experience, and it wasn't about a week later that they found a house that was $15,000 less, it had an extra bedroom, and a better backyard. So let's talk about stories. There's something innate into every human's mind that is, makes it so that when you're listening to somebody tell you a story, it actually sidesteps people's ego. It puts them out of the fight-or-flight mode. Mm-hmm. So when I'm telling you guys a story, Julie's telling you a story, when you're telling stories to your kids, it actually makes you feel more relaxed. And I'm not going to vamp on this, but there's a lot of psychological studies have been done on that. And the reason that people believe or scientists believe that people are more uh, essentially susceptible, if you want to call it that way, or more, uh, I think, will listen with uh, with ego with, with less ego to stories is because that's how information was disseminated way back to original man around campfires. People had passed along family lore, history, through telling stories. Mm-hmm. And so when you break into story mode with somebody, that always is going to be more effective than you just speaking as an expert. That's right. Nobody wants to be talked to like that no. and feel like they're in kindergarten again. Right. You're removing your ego in there. So use stories and collect stories. You know, we used to have, we do still have all these stories that we teach in coaching about, you know, this is just like when that happened. It removes it being about the person you're talking to so they can't feel in conflict. And by the way, the story can be partially fiction. It doesn't really matter. You can, you can make up stories, embellish stories, combine stories, combine stories, make, you know, take our stories that, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, so just make it so that you're, because really what you're learning is you're learning the art and science of basically being uh, you know, a people person, a people helper. You're doing something that other agents won't learn the skill set to do that's ultimately going to result in the outcome that that client wants, which is a smooth transaction. And you're going to have to doctor fill them occasionally through mm-hmm. telling, uh, telling stories to move them past um, what, might not, what might otherwise be some sort of insurmountable emotional roadblock. It's very effective. So principle of success number 14, Attaining creative vision. Napoleon Hill wrote, learning and applying the skill of using your imagination beyond fear and imposed limitations brings endless opportunities for success and achievement. 
So the first point I write down was, how do you translate that? Is think bigger, get exposure to what you desire so it seems less foreign to you. Uh, you don't have to see all the steps is my other point. You don't have to see all of the steps to what you want. You just have to take the first one and then the next one. Be really wary of analysis paralysis. So Napoleon, I think, was talking about imagining, you know, and, and going beyond fear of your imposed, your self-imposed limitations so that you can get those opportunities of success. And I think sometimes people don't do that because of lack of exposure and because they think they've got to engineer this big plan to get there when, in fact, just taking the first step is that much closer. The lack of exposure thing was something that uh, was like, I remember when you and I first got married 30 mm -hmm. years ago and we were selling real estate and we sold real estate, you know, 100 to 200 houses a year for almost a decade. And I remember you and I, it uh, was basically our first year, second year, we started shadowing agents in other markets yes. around the country. And we would fly or drive to other markets and we would see how those agents, and we had people that were shadowing us too. Mm -hmm. And we'd sold 100 houses our first year, but still we wanted to learn how to essentially scale up our business. And so we went to these most, you know, these very experienced, successful agents. And we always chose agents that were in more expensive markets, more, you know, essentially had more diversity of housing prices, more established more luxury markets than us. Exactly. Yeah. And we go to those markets and we not just go there to learn their real estate skills and whatnot, but we went there to be exposed to these more expensive markets. And I'll never forget the first time uh, Julie and I actually went out to, it was Palm Springs. And then we went out to Southern California. <laughs> yeah. Bainbridge, we to, Island, Washington. Bainbridge Island, Washington. We went Colorado. to markets. Exactly. We went to all these really expensive markets. And this was back in the nineties, but we were for the first time in our lives, because I was a poor kid, Julie was a middle-class kid. But we'd never really been exposed to really, truly how much, you know, essentially incredible abundance there is in the country. We didn't have a clue. <laughs> we didn't know what we didn't no. know. We were absolutely in the, uh, what was it, the first phase of learning? Unconscious incompetence. Yeah. And that's what we did to ultimately help us and our brains to start to rewire so that we began to see beyond just the 20-mile radius around our home in Columbus, Ohio. Well, but that's a great example because how many agents never uh, proactively lead, generate in certain price ranges right. because they live in fear of it, and mm -hmm. that's because they have no, they don't have any idea what it's about. Even new construction, you know, one of the brokers that we coach had a, a fairly experienced agent come to her and need help, uh, basically wanted to do a 50-50 deal with them because he simply had never written a new construction contract. He, he just felt really, really fish out of water. And we talked about how to get more exposure. So if you're afraid, most people are afraid of price ranges anywhere higher than what they're living in, right? So let's say to break that, you get better exposure. Go preview 10 properties that are a million dollars or higher or $3 million or higher. Get that exposure. And I think that that's part of attaining creative uh, vision, which is success principle number 14. Well, and realistically, too, the problem with this nowadays mm -hmm. is that so many of you are going to not realize that you're like you're going to gravitate towards some sort of YouTube influencer, Instagram influencer. Right. And you're going to start getting information from somebody who's just acting like they're successful. They're what we said, you know, when Julie and I lived in Texas, they would Texan would have said tall hat, no cattle. In other words, you know, the cowboy walks around with this nice, beautiful Stetson hat that costs two grand. But he literally doesn't own a cow. In Texas, you know, if you're outside of Austin, the number of cattle you'd own would basically denote your wealth. Okay, that's where that comes from. And there's a lot of people out there that are trying to be famous, not trying to be rich. In other words, they spend all their money just to, to look like they're a certain way. You guys innately know that. So when you're deciding who you're going to listen to, if you're going to start consuming content, which all of you do, make sure you're listening to somebody you want to actually be like. Exactly. So... Next little mini point under attaining creative vision is believe and you will achieve. You have to have the unwavering belief that you can have all that you desire. 
if you're somebody that's one foot in and one foot out and trying out real estate to see how it goes, you're already failing. You have to believe that it will work in order for you to achieve. And then my last point is consider upgrading everything. Refer to, we've got a whole chapter on that in the Harris Rules book. Can I ask you about that before you jump forward? I don't think you have to believe before you'll achieve because I think it's impossible to actually believe it until you've actually achieved it. I think you can believe at one single step at a time that you're moving towards it. But to believe it, unless you've actually achieved it, you're just going to feel like you're bullshitting yourself. I'm talking more about, you know, you're going to a listing appointment. Do you believe that you're going to get it because you've built the skill and you've used all those things versus going to a listing appointment because somebody told you you should expect to get 50% of them and you'll just wing it and you'll hit it off or you won't. You know what I mean? One step at a time. Sure. And not just, you know, No, I mean, I'm I'm talking about micro steps too. Exactly. All right. Good. Good Success, Success principle number 15, maintaining sound health. Not that that's a problem in real estate, right? Okay, so maintaining sound health. Sound health is essential to success. It starts in the subconscious mind and it's attained through conscious decision and unwavering determination and willpower. So monitor what you put in both your mind and your body. Maintain sound health. That's for your head and your body. And we could also say maintain sound finances would be part of that. Um, But follow a specific nutrition and fitness plan. Going to the gym, yoga, Pilates daily is good for your health and your business, by the way. We've talked a lot about Orange Theory and the impact that that has of not being a secret agent and taking care of yourself physically at the same time. Um, And I have a, a quote from Walt Disney who said, all of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Well, you know, you mentioned Orange Theory. It's funny we haven't talked about it forever because there's not an Orange Theory in yeah. Puerto Rico. But and uh, if you guys have an Orange Theory near you or some other sort of organized gym, that is one of the best ways to increase your centers of influence and past clients. It's killer. I and mean, I'll, I'll give you guys your attack plan for this. Go join Orange Theory or a similar gym today. All of you need to do it. You know you do. You can do yes. it. And these are nice gyms. They're not. To, they're not like uh, you know. They're not just meat markets. Basically, you don't. You can go there of any size or shape, any age, and it's all basically custom tailored to you getting an optimal shape or whatever physical condition you choose to get into. But here's the suggestion I have for you. There's classes that are on every single. Uh, uh, at you know, different times throughout the week. You want to choose, you want to go every single day, you maybe take the weekend off, go every single day, but choose like on Mondays and Wednesdays, you're going to go at the 9 a.m. class. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, you're going to go at the 1 p.m. class. The key is don't just change your times all the time because you're never going to get to know people. Yes. But if you show up Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays, let's say, at 10 a.m., those people are going to become your buddies. And don't just sit there and be a wallflower. Yeah. Start to get to know people. Talk to people. Befriend Use people. Use the Ford script. And the best Pretty way easy. to do it is compliment people. Ford, talk, and, you know, start up by talking about their family. Talk about their, uh, you know, start, how are you from around here? All those normal conversational things. And then sooner or later, and sooner for most of you, what you're going to discover is you are going to create an incredibly powerful gym center of influence past client. And you're going to start doing real estate deals. And Julie and I, we are in uh, Georgetown, Texas. We've gone to this Orange Theory for a number of years. We were referring, uh, how many deals do you think Tons we referred out there? I bet I we mean, referred 20 to 25 deals well, out I of mean, that gym. I mean, I think about the people that we worked out with there. There were builders. There was uh, a new construction rep for the Brownstones next door. There was a lady that sold private jets for a living. 
I mean, it was quite a diverse center of influence. Yep. And then we had other friends that went like Justin. We gave the cows to you yep. know, that were local people. You sound that crazy by saying that. We had cows. Uh, we, had, we had cows. We had cows, and so we, we lived in a little uh, mini cows. They're Highland Dexter cows. You yes. guys should Google those. You should look them up. They're, they're these little cows them. that have dreadlocks when winter comes around. And it's horns. incredible. Yes. Yeah, and horns, but they're but, little but mini cows. My point is that you know you had like that end of the spectrum. Justin and his friends who grew up there knew everybody there. Yep. They knew all the farms, the ranches, everything. And then you had builders. Then you had, you know, other people that were in sales. The point was, is that we made lots of contacts. Tons and of just contacts. from going to Jim, even though Julie and I do not sell real estate anymore, did not sell real estate in Georgetown, Texas, we did meet a lot of people. And then they, we talked about real estate with them. Well, we used the Ford script. It was simple. And then we generate a ton of referrals yes. that we then referred to. Guess what? Our EXP mm -hmm. agents that are in our Libertas group, we referred them to our coaching clients. We referred all these deals out. And I'm guessing we referred at least 25 deals. At least. How at many least. years did we go there to generate that much business? Like maybe three years. Yeah, three years. And okay, yeah. so you guys Pretty can do the same exact thing. And it's perfect alignment with success principle number 15, which is maintaining sound health. Everything comes, and, and every one of you, we don't need to mishmash this. You're always going to feel better when you exercise in the morning. The difference is massive the older you get, especially. And you can read about all this, but the bottom line is just trust your coach or your future coach, whatever we are, and then make it so that you're exercising in the morning. If it's just a walk around your neighborhood to get started, that's fine. But you're not going to be meeting a lot of other people, and you're not going to be having the secondary side benefit of building your centers of influence and past clients. Well, the cool thing about things like Orange Theory is that you're it, it is an organized system of exercise. There's real coaches there, you know, you are, you know, being led to exercise. But just like many other things like sports, and for me it was music, you're kind of going through something together and there's a higher level of bonding and trust that happens faster than when you do other things. And I thought that was really cool. We're still friends with a lot of those people Well, it's because when you have a heightened state of endorphins, basically. Yeah, when you're in a heightened more intense. Right, it's more intense. But what happens is when you actually experience a uh, elevated heart rate that maybe even you start feeling some endorphins bop, pop around if you worked out hard enough, mm -hmm. you're actually, you bond. The human body yes. is designed to bond in the psychology or your fear, your, your, your sort of introverted nature, your, you know, all that stuff melts away, your ego melts away, and you immediately connect with the person that was just running on the treadmill next to you that just kicked their, you know, whatever best it was, their best whatever. time ever. That is an incredibly powerful way to be in alignment with success principle number 15. That's right. So That's right. let's go ahead and wrap because we have a munchkin to get. Yes, we do. We have a munchkin to pick up, a.k.a. Zoe. So in the meantime, guys, listen, stay connected, listen to past podcasts, stay motivated, stay focused. You are yet to discover the best version of yourself as a real estate professional, but you're on your path. You're on the right path. You are in the right place in at the right time, at the perfect time of your life, doing the perfect thing. Real estate is going to be the vehicle that's going to create all the things you ever fantasized that you would ever have in your life. But it's incredibly important that you don't procrastinate any longer. Don't get ready to get started. Take this opportunity that you have in front of you uh, to basically be a service to as many people as you possibly can and to make as much money as you possibly can now. Don't wait. Don't procrastinate. It's May. You know you're going to start making excuses not to work very hard when it, July, August, and September rolls around. So make the most of the spring market. If there's anything we can do for you, if you'd like to talk to Julie and I about joining our EXP family, do text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. 
This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.